Church, shall we be upstanding as we welcome to the podium Mrs. Gloria, Auntie, MD for Zoom Lion as she delivers our first program. Hallelujah. Oh, do it better for her. Do it better for her. Do it better for her. Please, let's take our seats. Pastor, I want to thank you very much for this opportunity, giving me to facilitate this session. This evening, we are going to talk about career development. And I will ask that we have an open mind so that we will be able to learn something and unlearn and also relearn some of the uh, knowledge that we have um, acquired over time. As we go through, kindly uh, note down some questions. If I talk on something and you want more clarification or you want to seek some further um, insight into it, when I'm done, there'll be the opportunity for us. I want us to look at what career is. We, we all know career. We want to talk about career. What exactly is career? If you talk about career, you are talking about a job or an occupation that you do over a considerable period of time with the prospects of progressing in it. So anything that you do for which you can progress and which there are opportunities uh, for you, which you, you can do over a period of time. So it is not one-off jobs that we take, but something that we do over a period of time. And you can build career in, in several uh, industries, as well as um, careers. You can have a career, careers in um, entrepreneurship, you can have career in engineering, in nursing, in business, information systems. These are occupations that you can do over a period of time. So that is what we, we, we refer to as career. In the past, several years ago, when you talk about career, then you were talking about paid job. Any job that you do for a living, that is career. But with time, things have changed. Now, if you talk about career, it's, it's a process. Career is now an entire process of learning and development. Please, I'm permitted to, to move around, okay? So, career now is a process of learning and development. It is not something that you do once. So, the process involves education. And by education, we are talking about academic education and professional education. We are also talking about training. The process also involves employment and it also involves work experience. So these uh, five processes is what makes career. Let me explain a little bit. When we talk about academic education, we are talking about the, the formal school that we, we go. So you can have someone with um, academic qualification in, um, or for instance, the person has gone to SSC, SS Senior High School, so has a certificate in, like WASI, you call it WASI. Uh, you can also have an undergraduate, a first degree, you can have a second degree, you can have a PhD. They are all academic certificates. You also have a professional ones. The professional qualifications are also formal. However, they are specialized. Specialized in the sense that it gives you um, some professional skills that relates to a particular occupation that you have. 
so you can uh, decide that if you, you can be a teacher, a pupil teacher, that doesn't make you a professional one. You can decide to um, go to a training, a, a teacher training school to get uh, certified. You can also be a nurse by practice. But if you want to be a professional nurse, you have to go to the appropriate um, process to get certified as a nurse. The same way, if you want to um, build up a career in law, you can't just have a first degree in law and, be, and go to court. It can't happen. You have to go to, for instance, Makola, to be called to the bar so that you become a, a, a lawyer. The same way, if you are a doctor, you can't just finish um, a degree in medicine or pharmacy and uh, you go to practice. You have to um, align yourself to a professional institute, go to Ghana Medical School, be certified so that you can become a professional. So there is a difference between academic qualification and professional qualification. The cycle also continues with training. You cannot build a career and not avail yourself uh, to be trained. Training comes in several ways. You can attend uh, seminars, conferences, formal or structured training programs. This can also be a way of acquiring knowledge. So whatever career or uh, occupation that you have chosen, you have to acquire knowledge. And the next one is employment. You cannot call yourself a teacher when you have not been to the classroom and taught before. So you have the certificate, you have the, the degree, but you have never taught before. That doesn't make you um, a seasoned teacher. You need to work. You need to find relevant work in your area. And finally, work experience. I mentioned that it is over a period of time. So you must have a considerable number of years experience in your chosen field. So you cannot today decide to do a little bit of um, sales and marketing. The next time you want to do a little bit of um, music, another time you want to do a little bit of um, like running your own business, another time you want to do nursing, another time it's not good enough, you want to do training, you have to focus and run it over a period of time. That is how you acquire experience, that kind of experience that you are not taught in the classroom. So these are some of the nuances of a career. And I also want to mention that the industry in which you find yourself, the industry in which you work, does not necessarily define your career. So I've explained that career is something that you specially chosen and you want to chart that course. So for instance, if you, you went to state transport, for instance, and the mechanical engineer at state transport is not a transport expert. Although he works at STC, he is a mechanical engineer. He is an engineer by profession. The same way if you go to a bank, the legal officer at the bank is not a banker. He or she is a lawyer working in a bank. If you are a caterer and you work in a school, you prepare meals for the, uh, for the school, you are not a teacher, you are a caterer. So let's uh, know the difference between the industry in which you work and your chosen profession. And also career doesn't connote by any way office work. Most of the time, we, we think that building a career means going to the office. No. It is not about going to the office. It is about your chosen 
occupation that you want to do, focusing on acquiring knowledge, building all the certification, having experience over time, getting relevant information and relevant knowledge over some time. So you can have um, a person running his or her own business who, for instance, manufactures poultry feed and supplies farmers. This person can get a degree in agriculture, for instance. This person can, over time, become a consultant, even to the Ministry of Agriculture, if they want to embark on stakeholder consultation or policy formulation. Because this person has worked over a long time, has built experience, he or she can be called upon. And government can engage this person to share knowledge, to share um, some understanding into how they can go about um, issues that borders within the, the industry. Now let's talk a little bit about career development. So this is what career is about. What is career development? It's, it's an entire process. Career development itself is a process. And I will mention um, about uh, three of them. The first one is choosing and planning your career. How do you develop your career? So development is progressive. It's something that you are doing continuously. So number one, choosing and developing, or planning, sorry, choosing and planning your career. We will come back to what informs your choice. But for now, let's dwell a bit on the planning. You need to, to have an idea at the onset on what you really want to do. Okay, so if you want to have a, a, a career in an accountant, you want to become an accountant, for instance. If at the SHS level, you read some subjects like economics, French, geography, your chances of becoming a seasoned accountant is very slim. Very slim. You must read accounting. You must do some mathematics. Because if you read these subjects, your chance of getting admission into a university to read accounting is very, is very slim. And this is, this is Ghana for you. It is different in some parts of the world. But here in Ghana, the very answer, the subjects you read in senior high school impacts on how you even get admission in the public universities. I, I had a colleague, okay, at uh, Fantiman Girls. She was with me in the same class, uh, O-level. She didn't come back to do um, A-level. She was at O-level. She left. Recently on our school uh, platform, we were asked to reintroduce ourselves because people... We have all changed, you know, people don't remember people. And I was surprised that she was introduced as Dr. Pettingle. But she was in my class at all level. I read geography, a Greek, you know. So how come now she's a doctor? And it is possible because after Form 5, she left the country and she did several times. There are options. There are options are so available for you. But in Ghana, so if you don't have intentions of relocation, relocating, and you want to stay here in Ghana. So parents, get your children to do the right courses at the senior secondary level because it will definitely impact on how far they go in terms of um, choosing and planning a career for themselves. And I must mention here that it is very important that you do not continually in your career plan, you don't continually go to school on ending. Please, find time, break, and work. 
Remember when we discussed the cycle, we said it involves employment. It involves work experience. So there must be a break. Have a break, go back to work, and then you can continue your education. There is a very worrying trend. I sit in interviews and sometimes it's very disturbing. People who have high, they went to the best schools, high certificates, no experience. I sat in one a couple of years back. There was this gentleman. You easily fall in love with him. I mean, in terms of very, very, very intelligent, brilliant guy. And I was very sad because the, the level that we were looking for, I couldn't employ him because he had no experience whatsoever. And this is a gentleman who had used 12 years of his life. 12 years in school. He finished secondary school from undergraduate straight to PhD. The only job he had done was one year national service. He was in his early 30s and he sat there talking about theories. Didn't have a clue what happens at the workplace. I was interested, so I called him after the interview. I wanted to know, of course, I didn't offer him the job, but sometimes they need feedback. And he thought that um, higher education is what will get him a good job. So you see, the difference is that those he left secondary, uh, the university with, by now, some of them are even at a supervisory or managerial level because they have come back to classroom uh, to, to, to work, and even in the course of work, they have acquired their master's degree. And they may have to teach him what to do. He may have to come and work under And at that PhD level, he finds it even difficult to accept an officer role. So please, the young ones here, don't be lazy. Don't decide that you don't want to struggle. You don't want to work and school at the same time. It didn't kill us. We all did that. As you are going to school, you are working at the same time. After first degree, find work. Find work to do. And then as you build, there are some kind of experiences that will you not be taught in the classroom. So work. As you are working, you take a, a one year. You know that it's not going to be easy. But as you are working, you are also uh, acquiring your your educate, higher level education. It's very, very relevant. So there are some questions that you need to ask yourself when you are planning. For instance, how do I get qualified so that you don't um, align yourself with the wrong uh, professional body? What are the job opportunities for me? Does it pay? For instance, this job that uh, I want to do, is it a gender balanced job? Is it male dominated? Is it female dominated? You need to know all these things. So for instance, in, if you are female, and you want to build a career in the military, you need to know how far can you go. Can you go to the level of a brigadier or a general? You need to think about all these things. If you are a male and you want to go into nursing, you also want to look at the, the opportunities for you. How far can you advance? So you need to take time and plan it very well. Also, you need to improve on your competencies and skills. Relevant information. These days, there are lots of options for us. You can go to EDS, you can go to FutureLearn, Coursera, Allison. Some of them are very free. Find time and do these short courses. It is not only the academic ones that are necessary. And I also want to mention that the world is changing very fast. And if you don't make yourself relevant, very soon you'll be kicked out. Remember, the young ones are also coming. There are new trends. So if you are in an occupation now and 
you do not constantly seek knowledge or seek information in your chosen uh, career, very soon you will be caught on our ways. We have passed the first, second, third industrial revolution. Now we are in the fourth industrial revolution. In the digital world and even in some um, economies, the fourth industrial revolution did not even um, make us think and do things differently. It took a health pandemic, COVID-19, to make us rethink and do things differently. So we need to change. We need to, we, we, we need to, to embrace information, we need to embrace knowledge. There was one time we sat in an interview, and for that role, it was an accountant's role. Accountant's role, and we needed um, a mature person, okay, someone who has advanced a little bit in age because of some circumstances. And uh, we got one. We got, got one guy who was good. But it was interesting. Do we have any accountants here? Anyone in accounting? Okay, so you know of the... IFRS, there's a new standard of reporting. And each time we ask this guy a question, when we are referring to uh, financial position, statement of financial position, he's saying, are you talking about balance sheets? And if we talk about income statements, he's asking, is it profit and loss? So it's like, how many years now that this uh, financial reporting has changed? You are still old school. Of course, they taught us balance sheets and profit and loss in school, but things have changed. The world is changing. We need to catch up. If you don't do that, you become irrelevant. So you read materials, you read books, you attend memorial lectures, just to make you relevant in your chosen career. And whilst we are here, I need to also dwell on, because of the COVID-19, a lot is changing on the job market. We have the, some skills that you need to acquire. And we have hard skills and soft skills. And in the past, employers compromised a lot on the soft skills, okay, because that's when we can do away with it. Uh, when we get employed, we'll see how we manage it. So we always focus on the hard skills. But we have reached a dispensation where we are looking for both hard skills and soft skills, a good balance. So by hard skills, I mean the, those technical abilities, okay? They are quite um, technical in nature and peculiar to a particular occupation. They are quite uh, easy to measure. So an example would be if you are in information systems, for instance, some of the technical skills can be your ability to pro programming, coding, okay, reporting, and the like. And the uh, soft skills are the, the, the type which is, for instance, um, your, your ability to listen, okay, your listening skills, they, they are... They are universal. They are not peculiar to a particular occupation. It's, it cuts across. So you are looking for someone who has a high emotional intelligence. You're looking for someone who is patient, who has empathy. How do you measure? How do you measure certain? So currently there are certain tools in interviews. Some of the questions we ask are just to solicit for your reaction. Okay, so for instance, if I'm recruiting um, for a client and it's... Um, like a care work, a, social, a caregiver, for instance. One of the hard skills that I'll be looking for, for instance, will be the person's ability to identify at what point the patient has uh, an allergic reaction. Will the person be able to know? Yes, that is fine. In the same vein, I'm looking for someone who has patience because 
if the person, uh, excuse me, has a disability and you are managing the person, you need to empathize with the person, you need to be patient. How do I look at your face and know that you are a patient person? So don't compromise, have a good balance. Ability to give feedback, ability to take feedback, uh, good listening, good communication skills. It's a good balance will help you to have a strong and sustained career that will take you um, places. The next one I want to talk about is advancing along your career path. It is very important um, that you take careful thoughts, have an inform take an informed decision um, with the objective of making you fit for your ideal job and also build a strong and sustainable career path for yourself. Do not be swayed away that we started school together, we are all friends, and we had childhood ambitions of becoming air hostess. So even though you are struggling, you still want to catch up with the Jones. No. Building your career is more than just finding a job. So you have to consider, is it the money? Some years back, um, there was a craze for, in the oil and gas industry. Almost every, everyone wanted to take a course, one way or the other, in the oil and gas. Because if you got a client, you are sorted. What about if that industry collapses? Just like any other industry. A few years back, look at what happened in the banking sector. So if you found banking as a prestigious job, and this happened, what do you do? So don't follow um, prestige. I, I have a, a colleague who is interested in titles, you see, he wants, initially he wanted to be called honorable. So he ventured into politics small and realized that his chances were slim. It's not as if it's today or tomorrow that he'll go to parliament. So his aim was now to be called Reverend Doctor. Reverend Doctor, he liked the titles. So two years ago, he was uh, inducted into ministry, the Church of uh, Methodist. So he's now a Reverend Minister. One year into Reverend Minister, he enrolled into a PhD. He has two years to go. So he will achieve his aim of, becoming, uh, of being called Reverend Doctor. So Reverend Doctor, Mrs. Just is prestigious. That is not what you want to do. So quickly, we'll go into factors that inform your career choice. Is it because it's nice? No. There are certain factors that you must consider if you want to build a sustainable career for yourself. The first one is know yourself. You know yourself more than anyone knows. Know your personality type. We can all do all jobs. Every job is a job. We can all do it. But there is evidence to show that certain occupations are more cut for certain personality types. People succeed more in certain areas than the others because of the way they are built. So we have, for instance, the, the, the melancholies. The melancholies are people who are very accurate. They are deep thinkers. They pay attention to detail. And there is evidence that such people will thrive in some occupations like engineering. They do also do well in administration, in accounting. Okay, then we have the phlegmatics. The phlegmatics are more reliable, they are more loyal, they are more peaceful, and there's also evidence to show that such people thrive more in occupations like social work, psychology, nursing, teaching, you know, we can all do it, but such people succeed more in these careers. Then we have the, the sanguines. 
The sanguines are the easygoing type. Okay, they, they, they are the talkatives, you know, all-round people. They also do well in the arts and industry, do well in communication. They also do well in uh, sales and marketing, customer service. So know yourself. And last but not the least, the cholerics. The cholerics are the, the straightforward people. They say it as it is. Cholerics are go-getters. They are goal-oriented people. So you see that they do well in business development, in entrepreneurship. Some are also do, they do well in engineering as well. So know yourself. Sit down. Do some introspection. And consider who you are and choose the best career for yourself. You will not struggle. You will not struggle. That notwithstanding, I believe one thing. I believe one thing. That we can take up any career and succeed. You see, if you commit your ways, if you surrender to God, that God has a way of taking away your limitations and empowering you with the supernatural for you to do exploits according to his purpose for your plan and to give glory to himself. God can choose any, anyone at all, regardless of your personality type, and make you succeed in any career once it is according to his purpose for you. So commit to prayer. As you do some introspection, ask God to take away your weaknesses. You deserve to do this, but by your nature, you are laid back. Go to your maker. He's able to make all things possible for you. You also ask a, a few questions on your, your passions. What, what excites you? What are your phobias? What are you afraid of? Consider all those things. What excites you? So there are certain questions that I put down here. You want to know what drives you? What are your interests? What motivates you? What are your skills? What are the values? What are your principles in life? Once you are able to answer all these things, it will be leading you to a certain career path for yourself. Number three, also consider your strengths and your weaknesses. We all have strengths and weaknesses. I'm yet to see a human being who doesn't have strengths, who doesn't have weaknesses. Only that most of the time, we want to wish our weaknesses away and capitalize on our strengths. Think through it. It will help you to take a, an informed decision about, the, about your chosen career. And also being aware of your weaknesses also gives you an upper hand. If you are aware of your weaknesses, it helps you to stay focused, knowing that you are working on your weaknesses to make you a better person. The last on this point of the factors is the fact that you must take into account or consider your chosen lifestyle. Build your career and consider your chosen lifestyle. Do you want to, to, be, to have a large family? Do you want to, to marry? Do you want to remain single? Consider all these things. If you want to, to have children, raise children, um, what are some of the opportunities for you? If you love traveling, if you want to relocate from Ghana to Europe or America, midlife, it will all have a way of shaping the career that you choose, knowing that you are doing something temporary. If you want to be single, you know that you can take up jobs that will take you places without necessarily thinking of your family. Think about it. But whilst you are at it, have an open mind because we plan. But most of our plans do not come to pass. Along the line, something may change. You plan to take up an air hostess job. Of course, you're not going to marry. You're not going to have children so you can travel. All that you like. 
but who knows? Somewhere along the line, you may meet Mrs. Wright or Mr. Wright. And you look at the, I'll talk about the last um, issue on the career development so that we can have time to, to ask questions. The limitations, limitations or hindrances to career development. Yes, you will have a plan, but something, hello, yes. You may have a plan, but there are some challenges or issues that will impact on your, your plan to develop your career. The first point is funding. Funding. You have to consider how you are going to fund your courses. So maybe your parents will do well to send you to the university after your first degree. You may have to work to fund, or if you want to, to take up other uh, high, high degrees, you may have to look for scholarships, okay? Very, very necessary. So consider how you are going to fund. Because even if you're a family person, there are other obligations that you have. So you consider how you are going to apportion your funds to build your career. That is why if you do not have a meaningful job, it is difficult for you to sustain um, your education up to a certain level. More, moreover, to even go to the school of your choice. Age. Age is also a factor. Age is a factor. In as much as age should not limit you from achieving your dreams, some decisions are best taken sooner than later. Because if you do not take those decisions timely, you may not get the maximum benefits. You wait till you are 55, 56, and you, you, you want to um, have a PhD. Oh, well, maybe it will help you after retirement, you know. But if you, you want to take a professional course, it's better to take it during your active work life so that you can use it to progress or climb the um, a, a career ladder. So age is also a factor. The next point is uh, academic tendencies. Academic tendencies. You have to tow a path that you are academically cut for. So for instance, if you want to go into medicine or you want to become a pilot, definitely you must be a science savvy person. Okay, and if you want to build a career in uh, music, you want to ultimately become a music director, you, may ha you must have a music year. You know, you want to be the best saxophonist, you want to be the best keyboard player, and you don't even know steps or you, you, you are not musically inclined, it is going to be difficult for you to build a career. So you have to check all those things. It's very, very important. You want to become an artist. Before the orientation ends, I want to see her. So I asked the HR to let her come and see me because I wanted to have some conversations with her to make sure that she's okay and well settled for the role. But she's a, a church member. So if you are here, don't be upset. I'm only using you as an example, okay, to, to, to stress on a point. So when we were done, she, she lagged behind. She wanted to see me. What was this? And she said, Madam, I'm, I'm pregnant. So I said, yes, she's pregnant. And so I said, you were looking for a job. You have a job. What has pregnancy got to do with you doing this job? We have all been, I told her, <laughs> I have been pregnant throughout my career. So there's nothing wrong. Go accept the job. Go take out the appointment letter and start work. 
She needed to be encouraged. What has pregnancy got to do? You are pregnant, so you are a weak person, or you are pregnant, so you are inferior, or you cannot do your job. There's nothing wrong with that. So consider all these things. So the next time you'll be pregnant again, you stop work, and uh, you have your baby. When you finish, you look for another job. It won't happen. Build your career whilst you are taking care of your family. Very important. There was this... uh, a, a, a couple that I was counseling, premarital uh, counseling. And the gentleman is a banker here in Accra. The lady is an air hostess with Emirates. So we had a conversation. I was uh, talking to them and I said, Long distance marriage, I don't know how you're going to do this. After your wedding, you go back to being a bachelor, being a spinster, because your wife is never here. So go back. We have closed the session. Go back, the two of you, to have a conversation and see what you want to do for yourselves. They came back, they have taken a decision. Guess what? The gentleman is going to resign from the bank and go and live in Dubai with the wife. If you ask my opinion, well, as a counselor, I cannot give my opinion. I can only help you to take informed decisions. But if it was my brother, I'll have a conversation with him in the background. This lady is not even going to stay at home. She's an air hostess, for heaven's sake. So she is not going to stay at home with you. Only that her base station will be in Dubai. So if she has some days off, you see her on and off. What are your chances of securing a banking job in Dubai in the next one year? What career, what else have you done to make you fit? Are you going to depend on your wife as the, as, as the, as the man? So consider all these things. These are things that you need to think through when you are making career choices. The last points on the limitations and it's an area which is least spoken about is physical appearance physical appearance whether we like it or not there are some um, occupations that you must have the physique you must have the appearance to be able to to make progress for instance if you want to build a career in modeling whether you're a man or woman, you know that you, have to, you might have the looks, but, uh, both in stature and in, uh, how photogenic you are. So you consider that. It's unfortunate, but that is the truth. If you want to be, go to the, into the military too, you must be physically strong. It's a fact. You must consider all these things. And um, you will see that things will fall into place for you because you've already made the preparation for yourself. Before I pause and take questions, let me highlight a fact. Building one's career is not easy. It's not smooth sailing. It doesn't come on a silver platter. So I'm urging us as Christians that do not consider or do not even do anything untoward to help you to climb the career ladder. Sooner or later, You'll be on top, you'll look down, and you'll regret. You will regret that you did all those things. Move up the career ladder on merit. Move the career ladder on merit. Commit your ways to God. Seek counseling. Pray. The Bible says in uh, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22, plans fail for lack of counsel. Seek a mentor. Go for counseling. Talk to any career um, professional. 
Find someone who is within or who is in your, your line of uh, occupation. Let the person mentor you. Build capacity and grow up. And above all, commit your ways to God. You see, there is nothing that you can do outside the will of God. If you are out of the radar, you will mess up. And you will not be proud of yourself. Thank you very much. I think we'll take some um, questions, or if you want further clarification, we have some time to do that. If you want to ask a question, or you, because I had to summarize most of the things, so if you need me to expand more on the point, the floor is open, please. Yes, sir. Kindly take the microphone. Yeah, I'm Dr. Ajay. I just want to thank you for the wonderful presentation. Um, I'm really enthused by you mentioning COVID-19 and what people must do to enhance their careers, i.e. go into soft skills, hard skills, and so on and so forth. I am currently running seminars for Board of Directors, and I'll be happy to have one-on-one -on -one conversation with you to see whether your board will be available for a seminar. But having said that, what I would want to add is whether your organization helps young people to avail themselves of opportunities that may be all over the world. For example, do you offer scholarships programs to people who are working under your organization so they can also develop their careers and then come back to your organization. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we can talk after, we can talk after a service. And if there's anyone here who needs guidance on how to, to get support, my organization um, is not into that but I can help assist you to find the right or appropriate place where you can seek uh, support. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much, and God bless you for the wonderful submission. Um, before I put, I have about five questions. <laughs> But um, I also want to say that I help people to seek job and secure job abroad. So if there's anybody, I run a traveling tour. <laughs> That's just by the way. So my first question is, why is it that most organizations, they always seek work experience, even when it's the first job of the person before giving the person a job? Perhaps it's not even a managerial role, but then they'll be asking, how many years have you worked? And I... It's, it's, a, it's something that really bothers me a lot. Um, the second one is, um, most of our youth, especially on campus, um, whilst trying to study, they find themselves also in campus ministry. And I want to know how you can balance the campus ministry and your education. So when you come out, you will not be like you were in school and you still failed. But you were more, as in, committing to church stuff and you were not learning. So I want to know how, as youth, we can balance being on campus, both in class and in ministry. 
Um, the third one is, how can you develop your career without any educational background? Excuse me, please. Yes. Continue. So the third one, how you can develop your career without any educational background? Because there are people who have never been in school, but then they end up employing people who have had all the PhDs. So I want to know how you could actually do that. And the fourth one is, are there avenues to raise funds if you are starting a business? And do you know any avenues where, let's say, a youthful one has something he or she wants to do, but they need a capital, and um, they are not sure if they walk into a bank, the bank can just say, okay, I'm giving you 10,000 CDs to start something. So is there a coaching or there is, there is some avenue where they can easily go and then they will be helped to start their own business? That is the fourth. And then the final one is... Yes, please continue. Yeah, the final one is... Um, how, what is your view on parents who prefer their words to do a particular subject or course in school? Because perhaps their family, we are all doctors, so you have to be a doctor. You can't say you want to be a footballer. So how, what is your view or advice on parents who want their words to do one thing, but the words are passionate about another thing? Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much for the questions. I will attempt to, to answer them. Your first one was, um, why is it that employers always ask for work experience? It depends on the level at which you are coming in. Okay, there are some jobs that do not necessarily demand work experience. That is why I was stressing on building skills. It's, you see, employers are moving away from um, employing qualifications. The trend now is employers are hunting for relevant skills. So there are people who do not have the right qualification, but they have acquired some skills. So it is not always the case that it depends on the level. For instance, there's no way that I will employ at a managerial level without any work experience. It's, 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 it's not right. It, I can, it can't happen. Because at a managerial level, you should have some experience to be able to supervise, to do monitoring, to do effective reporting, and to contribute to strategy. So you can always start at a certain level. But that is why in Ghana, there's a system where you do national service. So at the basic level, most of the time when you see the job advert, you see the profile, it says maybe a first degree or an HND post-national service. The national service can serve as... Uh, some work experience. So again, it depends on the level in which you are coming in. But the, the skill, what you are bringing on board is very key. You also wanted to find out on um, being in ministry, how to balance ministry and academic work. How to balance ministry and academic work. It is very important that you know what you are going into. So again, it comes back to the planning. At what level do you want to go into ministry? Ministry is also a career. You plan it. So in the same way as you are, you are, are planning or building your career in ministry, you definitely have to manage it. Just like the example I gave about um, being in uh, employment and uh, pursuing a master's degree or something. You have to understand how demanding it is. 
And if you are the type who cannot uh, combine both because it's too demanding on you, you may have to sacrifice one for the other. But you cannot effectively um, build your career in ministry without the relevant exposure. You need to attend seminars. Pastors, do that. You need to attend seminars. You need to do some courses, some trainings. They are all part of it. Okay, so you know yourself, whether you have the, the, the strength, if you have the, the ability to manage both. You also wanted to find out about how possible it is for you to develop your career without any educational background. And if you remember the cycle that we spoke about, um, what in, uh, goes into a career, five things. We said academic qualification, professional qualification, training, employment, and work experience. So you cannot effectively build your career without necessarily having any educational background. But I understand your question. You can be an authority in a certain field. You can be an authority because you have done it over and over and over. You have observed, you were born, for instance, in my house, for instance, if you, you ask me to bake, I can bake, but I've not been to catering school before. It's because in my house, my mother was baking. My school fees was paid through her bakery business. So you wake up in the morning, you have to bake bread before you go to school. And by that, by that practice, I can bake. It doesn't make me a caterer. It doesn't make me uh, just that I'm authority. If you ask me how many uh, bags of sugar or how many boxes of margarine do I need to, mix, to make one bag of, of uh, bread, one um, bag of flour of bread, I can tell you, not because I've gone to school and I know the calculation, but because I've observed so you can become an authority in a certain area, but that doesn't make you a professional. So if I want to, to be an authority, so for instance, this school feeding program, if I am an authority enough, I can be called upon to give my views on it, but I don't have what it takes. I don't have any professional qualification. I, I, I don't have, I'm not certified to become a caterer. I'm not certified in any way. So you see the difference between becoming an authority by experience and building professional capabilities. So it is very important. It's very important. And uh, you spoke about funding for business. Um, you, may, you may have to talk to um, your bankers, but you have to be very careful. These days, um, it's not easy to secure a facility. It's not easy to secure a facility at a bank, especially when you are a starter. You need to fulfill some kind of uh, obligations before you do that. So sometimes you may have to do some work to get some money. You may have to do some voluntary work. You may have to save. You may have to even partner with people. You may have the idea. Others may not have the idea. They may have the money. So there are a lot of options for you. But if you really want to go um, to secure funding to start a business, you may want to talk to your banker about that. But you have to be careful as a starter how much you want to take because if the, the nature of the business doesn't go well, you'll be indebted for a very long time and you don't want to do that. It will give you some kind of frustration and you will think that the business is not lucrative, but it's because you are being frustrated um, financially. Your third question was on my take on parents influencing the career choices of their wards. We all need guidance. And I think some par parents, parents actually mean well for their words. So by, by asking you to toe this line, 
they, they really are not planning for you to fail. But it is necessary that as, as parents, we observe our children. We monitor, observe our children very closely. If you are very close with your children and observe and monitor them very well, before they even finish their BEC, you should be able to know as a parent where their line of interest is. Observe them during career day. You see consistently the person wants to be this or that. You look at the subjects consistently, the grades will tell you that this person is more inclined towards this area or not. So it's guidance. You can also have an open and frank communication with your ward. Have a discussion with them. What do you really want to do? Sometimes we have all been children before and we, we are wild in our projections. But that is where you, you want to guide them. So they are, they, they are counselors. And so if you have your child who is a youth, who is uh, unable to take some decisions, seek counseling, seek guidance. And together you'll be able to take some informed decisions that will help your child. So let's not impose as parents. It will be nice to see that your, do your, your daughter is a high profile, I mean, has a high profile job and all that. But that is not you. You don't want your daughter to be frustrated for life. Remember, career is not only about finding a job. It is a life. Your whole life, you are going to do this, something that you are not happy doing. That is not fulfilling enough. Thank you. Please, do we have further? Yes, Mr. Enti. Thank you. I want to ask about people who make changes, major changes in their careers. For example, my late father was a marine engineer, but he ended up becoming a reverend minister and worked the rest of his life as a reverend minister after having worked extensively as a marine engineer, building coal stores and installing marine uh, installations in fishing vessels, etc., etc. But he made a drastic change and a reverend minister for the rest of his life. I mean, I give Reverend uh, Telford Abaita as an example. He's an electrical engineer. He's a, he's a minister. I mean, I went to law school. I trained uh, in the course of becoming a lawyer. I abandoned all of that and, and immersed myself into working as a journalist. I want to find out from you, people who make such major career changes, would you say they failed? Or would you say they pursue the interest that will make them happy? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's a very important question, and we have seen it. Um, this happening to, to people, high-profile people in society. It's, I would say it is not a failure. It's not a failure at all. So, for instance, you, you are an engineer. You are an engineer by profession, and at a point in time, you think um, you have a calling, and you want to go into ministry, and you change course. It can happen elsewhere. You may be um, a medical doctor, and I've seen that before. At a point in time, he decides that I have a passion for music, and currently this person is a music director for a church. He doesn't want, it's okay. It is not a failure at all. You see, we all have some 
talents. We all have some hidden um, abilities inside us. And you chose that path because you thought you were well cut for it. You did very well. Or sometimes along the line, you cannot see your way clear in terms of progression. You also want to think about, can I continue to do this whilst I retire? So in midlife, you want to do an assessment of yourself and um, consider that burden on your heart. You have a burden that you want to, you, you think you have paid your dues in terms of this career. And it is allowed, and nobody will fault you. It is your passion. But you do not move away from something very fulfilling and be pressured into something that someone is wishing for you. Okay? So you, for instance, you, you are an, an entrepreneur, a very good one at that. And your father calls you and thinks that um, you have to go into, into farming or you, you go into ministry or it is okay, I think... Um, I want to, to build a school for you, for you to run. You consider it, whether it is it's, it's, uh, something you want to do, but it is by no way a failure. You are allowed to change course. But the bottom line here is that you are going for a more fulfilling, a more fulfilling role, very rewarding. Because I was rushing through, there was something I did not mention. You see, COVID has taught us a lot of lessons. Now, there is something that we call hybrid careers, hybrid careers. And it's about one person building career in, like, in a heterogeneous manner. So for instance, marine engineering, and, uh, or let me use pasta as an example. An engineer and uh, a reverend means like pastor. I mean, there are two opposite lines. He could still be uh, uh, an engineer whilst he's, taking, uh, he's working as a pastor. Okay, so this is what I mean by heterogeneous. And it, was, it is what will make you stable when the economy starts shaking. Have you thought about all the air hostess when there was a ban on travel because of COVID? Do you think they were staying at home? Most of them were not. Most of them were not. There is um, evidence to show that most of the air hostess became uh, social workers. Some of them became gym instructors, the guys. Some of them were doing deliveries. Build yourself multi, you know, multiple careers for yourself. You don't know what next is going to happen. You can't tell. So it is good and it is not a failure at all. It is allowed. But make sure that you are moving to a more fulfilling and more rewarding career. Thank you. Yes. So mine is um, more of a submission. It's um, in referral to the points um, he made. He asked the question, your first question, about work experience. So when I was in uni, I remember some vacations. My friends would be doing internships unpaid. That's another way of getting work experience. I think as young people, we are very much concerned about being paid for the jobs we are doing. So we don't like entering companies and asking them that, oh, I can help out just to get experience. That's also another way. Like Even when you're done with your degree and you're at home waiting to get a job, you can do that. Just go to a company and let them know that, oh, you are willing to work for free. 
will help you to get yes. <laughs> yes, so she's talking about um, taking voluntary work, internships. Once you are looking for the jobs, it's not coming. You should, you know, paid work. You are looking for paid work. But nothing stops you from approaching um, organizations to ask for internships or you want to do voluntary work. It will even boost your, your, your CV for you. Would that be it? We can take one more question if there is. Yes. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so my question is, what is the advice for someone who has vast interest in a lot of fields? Let's say the person has an interest in art, the person has an interest in finance, the person has an interest in accounting, the person has an interest in architecture. Based on how he grew up, maybe a dad is an architect and uh, he was going to uh, work with him and he developed interest in architecture. And he, he's an artist as well. He, he has a um, love for art. He can draw. What advice are you going to give this, to this person? He, he has interest in a lot of fields. But uh, because of maybe finance and all those things, he, he doesn't know what to do. So what advice are you going to give to this person? All right, thank you. So you are talking about a person who has interest in um, multiple areas. All right. Um, this happens a lot, especially um, to the, the, the A-plus students. You realize that as your kids are growing up, or children you know, some of them are very brilliant. Every subject, they get A, every subject. And when it happens like that, you, there's a tendency for you to think that the child should definitely take um, certain uh, courses. So for instance, once he did well in all the subjects, you want your child to go and read science because he's brilliant, he's good. So I like the word you use, interest. You see, we spoke about certain factors that informs your choice. Your interests can help you, or your talents can help you to, to take a decision on your career. So you have interests in certain things. So first of all, you, you go through the process that we spoke about. Definitely, there is something, you prioritize it. Definitely, there's something that you so desire to do. You can do several things, but you need guidance to be able to select something that you can, number one, do for a considerable period of time and also get the opportunity to progress. You remember our definition of career. So it is important that out of your several abilities and several skills, you choose something. At a later date, you can pursue one for some time Pursue one for some time. At a later date, you pursue, a later year in your life, you pursue something else. It's very important. I'll use myself as an example. I'm, I, I have a profession in human resources. Currently, I'm a business executive. I have ability. I love counseling. Okay? So... I do counsel, counseling for like marital, pre-marital. I do counseling for the youth. I also do counseling for career. I, I cannot juggle 
being a professional counselor and my job at this time is so demanding, I cannot do both. So I've been practicing it for a while, but I'm thinking of still pursuing it. So as part of my plan towards my retirement, of course I have some, I'm not going to retire anytime soon, but I need to plan now. Okay, and so I've decided that when I retire, I'll go into counseling. So I, I took, Pastor, I graduated last year. I've taken a professional course in counseling. I graduated last year because it's not enough to just offer counseling. I'm doing it because I have the passion for it. But I need to be a master in it. I need to be professional. So when I'm, 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 I'm doing it, I will say that I have 15 years experience as a professional counselor. It is my, my, my abilities. I like it. I like doing it. So I have taken the course. So now I'm going to be a member of the Ghana National Association of Certificated Counselors. And giving back to society, I don't, I don't cancel for a fee. I'm going to do it for free, and that is my contribution to, 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 to mankind. I'm going to do it for free, but when I retire, I may start charging dollars. And they're doing it for free and building what? Experience. So by the time I'm ready to charge and give you a, an invoice, I will be a counselor of choice. But please, don't feel... Uh, hesitant to come to me. I'm not going, I don't charge. I don't charge. It's my contribution to society. So please, have I answered your question? Yes. Thank you very much. May God uh, add his blessings to this and give us the ability to choose careers that will give us fulfillment and also to glorify him. Amen.